Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezes Hashem, Shalom Bayez, Shir number 205. We're going to continue the subject about motivating wisely, influencing wisely, especially your husband to wife, wife to husband. And we need to do this in a way that is not manipulative and to think about the positive way of how to motivate your husband and wife and to treat them at least with the same amount of respect you would treat certain relatives or friends or customers or students or even strangers. That's not manipulation. That's actually using specific tools to motivate and influence your spouse in a positive way because you want to treat them with respect and with honor. What's manipulative is when you scream. Manipulative is when you yell. Manipulative is when you make a very serious face or a very hurt face or a scowling face all these are forms of manipulation sincere smile um you know if done the right way is not manipulation done the wrong way is manipulation so the question really is is not in your heart your kavana needs to be your purpose of any type of communication is for the mutual interest, best interest of yourself and your husband, yourself and your wife. And if you know that a lot can be done by spreading out and sticking out an olive branch in peace rather than hitting with a hammer, it's not manipulation if you stick out an olive branch and you use soft tones to diffuse the situation. And, you know, you hit someone else over the head with a hammer, that's powerful, and it will motivate a person to do what you're asking. But it will, the repercussions, the damage is disastrous, so it's not worth it. And the same thing applies by when you want to motivate your spouse. Harmful, destructive methods will hurt the relationship or create a disaster. While when you use peaceful methods... That creates a warm environment, a healthier home. And that's what the olive branch is about. It's a more tasteful, dignified, elegant way with long-term benefits on reaching your spouse and communicating with them. And um, what many people do is when they um, they're speaking to their husband or wife and they're not agreeing, uh, with you, and you'll go on and on talking in ways to achieve your goal. You'll use more examples, stories, proofs to get the other person to agree with you. And um, But very often, the other person will feel they're not being listened to or they're bored by it or they consider it a waste of time. So you need to just not do that. And um, so you need to be sensitive as you're communicating. And um, you can help change a person. You can't, in other words, everyone has their free will. So nothing can be done to change a person is not true. Um, Because you do have the ability to influence. And you could help change another person for the better by your own uh, positive behaviors.
You may not be able to influence the person now. You may be able not to motivate the person now. But over time and with the proper behaviors, it does create an influence to for better interactions in the future. So if you believe in your heart, your spouse will never change at all. You will not notice the small changes that take place as you behave better towards your husband or wife. In reality, that is what happens. And you need to believe that. And when you see even the small results to actually uh, appreciate them, and that'll motivate you to go further. And that really, really helps. Because if you believe that no matter what you do, nothing will change, then you won't be motivated to improve in any way, shape, or form. The reality is, you do have the ability to help cause positive changes in your spouse. Sometimes it's hard to share your thoughts to your spouse. So sometimes you may need to express it in a letter, read it, write it carefully, reread it, and uh, so it could have the best possible effect. You know, sometimes that's necessary. Sometimes in certain situations you need an objective third party to help the communication between the two of them initially. But very often, um, when one learns those skills, and help e- they help each other out in their communication, and they're motivating each other, and influencing each other in a positive way, it could create a tremendously beautiful relationship between the two of them, um, much better than it ever was before. So one of the anecdotes that Zelik Pliskin brings down is as follows. It's a story about an international famous lawyer that made a big impression on me and helped me avoid many quarrels with my husband. This lawyer's powerful argument won him many cases in court, but his first wife couldn't tolerate his arguments at home, and they were divorced. He blamed his wife for the divorce, and without changing himself, married someone else. His first day back at work after the wedding, he was ready to go home, but he said to himself, my first wife always insisted that I come home on time. She gave me a rough time when I was late, which was quite frequently. I refused to be bossed around by my wife. I will show my present wife that I can come home anytime I wish. And he therefore purposefully came home an hour later than he should have. He was waiting for the argument when he entered the house, but his new wife said cheerfully, I'm so happy to see you. I'll warm up your food. It got cold since I first put on the table. The next day, as he was about to go home, he said to himself, she's probably angry at me yesterday that I came home late. She just controlled herself from saying anything. But I want to teach her a lesson that I can arrive home whenever I feel like. So purposefully, again, I'll come home an hour late. For the second time in a row, his wife greeted him cheerfully, and he came home and ex- she came, he came home and she expressed her joy at seeing him, and he again told him that he would immediately warm his supper. The lawyer asked his wife, his second wife, "Aren't you angry that I came late twice in a row?" "Not at all," she said sincerely. "I'm happy to see you whenever you come home. You're an adult, and you can decide for yourself when you wish to come home." The lawyer related that after this, he never again purposefully came home late, and he would do all he could to be at home when he said he would. This story hit home, 
My husband tends to come home late, and I frequently berate him for doing so. I decided to change my approach. The next time he came home late, which was the day after I heard the story, I greeted him with a cheery, Baruch Hashem, you arrived, I'm so happy to see you. Now my husband was waiting for the rest of the speech, and he braced himself, but that was it. I didn't say anything else. I continued to greet him cheerfully each day when he entered the house. After about 10 minutes, he told me, I appreciate your greeting me so much that I can't wait to come home. And he now made it a habit to be on time, unless there was an emergency that came up. So you see here an example of some, a shift in a behavior that influenced the other person's behavior. Another anecdote he brings. I was a nag and I have to admit that the way I used to speak to my husband was highly distressful to him. But it was his own fault, of course. All of us who nag know this 100% you know, of the time, um, that if anyone tells us we can speak diff- differently, we react, I tried everything already, nothing works but nagging. It's impossible to speak pleasantly when you have to repeat yourself. I was a firm believer in this basic principle of human nature, in the art of nagging. Someone told me that there are many approaches to motivation and influence that I never heard of, so it was impossible for me to have tried everything. This person told me that she had seen positive results with wives who follow this principle. Repeat whatever you need to say in a tone of voice that your husband will find pleasant. Do this regardless of how many times you need to repeat yourself. So I said, that's impossible. And she responded, it may be difficult, but it's not impossible. You need to be totally committed to do this. The results are powerful, so you can find ways of working that that this could work for you instead against you. And she responded, I know my husband, it won't make any difference. And she responded, no, experiment. You have nothing to lose. Instead of your normal nagging that isn't working, force yourself to repeat your request pleasantly. Even if you said it the second time, as pleasant as you did the first time. The tenth time, as pleasant as the ninth time. And you may even add some creative lines that are effective. effective. And the next time I asked my husband to do something, he didn't jump to do it right away. And I tried that. I asked it again. I said, could you please call the principal of our son's um, yeshiva? You know, he wants to talk to you. And um, and so on and so forth. And then the husband initially said no. So she tried it again um, in a nice way, in a pleasant tone of voice. Even more pleasant than the first time around. She rehearsed herself with that. And then, of course, the response was, of course, I'll do it soon. And, um, and then she finally said, it's okay. If you don't feel comfortable making the call, I'll do it myself. The husband finally said, please don't, I'll take care of it right away. And here was an example of the speaking softly and sweetly worked. And even when you repeated yourself many times, it pays off. Instead of becoming exasperated, time two, time three, time four, again and again, becoming more angry, more angry, more angry, you try, even though it's hard, to reverse that course, to be more pleasant the second time of the request, third time the more pleasant and usually that would work we talked in the last year a little bit about sarcasm and um, we didn't talk about it much and we will talk about it 
it destroyed many marriages, destroyed many, many relationships. The bitter, um, you know, indirect um, shtachs, they call it in, in, uh, in some yeshivish terms sometimes, of, of really getting under a person's skin by using sarcastic words, that is poison in any marriage. It's very, very important to do everything you can to avoid that trend, to remove that trend. We live in such a cynical society these days, and it's so easy to fall into that trap of becoming very sarcastic, very cynical. And in a marriage, sarcasm and cynical, that's poison to a marriage, to any marriage. No matter how from you are, no matter how not from you are, it makes no difference. It's very important to do your best to fight that trend and to always do the opposite of being cynical, the opposite of being sarcastic, and communicate in the most positive way. Have a wonderful day.